welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. A fetish challenge on Drag Race Germany? Breaking. It's almost like Folsom Berlin coincided. The girls got kinky in a design challenge that made vanilla people uncomfy to watch and participate. It's time to talk in all things Drag Race Germany. And here with me is the queen of whimsical looks who may or may not like it rough. This Barbie is kinky. It's OG Fag. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, it's all alleged. It's all alleged. Alleged, of course. Um, you're a businesswoman. You, you can't have, reveal your secrets. Yeah, gotta keep them close to my chest. Listen. Uh, welcome, welcome. Um, I don't think I have any new drag news of the week aside from the cast of UK five has dropped. Um, so we'll be covering that friends. Don't you worry. Other than yeah, that, the, the drag race UK stuff has been so interesting. Cause I'm like, I feel as though the initial casting stuff that they released, I was not really into it, but then they, when they released the full preview, I was like, I don't really know what's happening. I don't really know what the vibe of this season is about to be other than a little bit, yeah, like chaotic and a little bit uncomfy. Oh, it's um, the chaos season. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm interested to see now, like the whole branding of it is just very intriguing. I feel like I don't know what to expect. Me either. All right, friends, pronunciations, I apologize. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, the reality TV production. We are showing the ending of the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real thing got on opportunity to go on television and share their crap, but they've also been the results and decision to be discussed with the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality TV show. Okay, two episodes into Drag Race Germany, and I'm going to just say, like, people, if if they're not watching, they're really missing out. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the season has been starting out in a really interesting way uh, and definitely pretty dynamic. I mean, I think I I was ex- as I was expecting, I think they shifted into it more like a, a handful this week. I'll say of the looks were really amazing. And so I'm very excited to continue to see the trajectory of that just for runways alone. Right. Yeah, I, there, there's something about the European franchises. I, I'm I'm enjoying them a lot this year. Um, except for Spania. Spania's the one, that, but this is their third time. Can't always be perfect all every time. Right. Yeah, um, they're not always gonna hit it. But here we are. Let's discuss. With no mirror message to read, we will skip the post-runway dramatics and straight to a new day in the workroom. And it's a special day, friends. It's Pandora's birthday. She is 30, and they will sing for her for the alleged third time. Um, I guess if it's not on camera, it didn't happen. 
Yeah, I'm like, I thought, like, why would they mention it being sung three times without actually showing the first two? Because I feel like that's funny, too, right? Like, right. showing multiple happy birthday singing for this person. I'm sure one was, like, on the bus to the studio. One was probably in the uh, hotel room. I don't know. Whatever. Yvonne yeah. is like, it's so annoying. She won the mini challenge. She won the maxi challenge. And now it's her birthday. Listen, I get that. I hate when one person gets all the attention and I'm still invisible to everyone. So I'm just going to pretend it's my birthday every day. As you should. I'm sure. I also, I feel like there's a thing too about drag queens having their birthday on Drag Race. I think it, I just feel like it happens all the time, right? Like, I mean, Matraka had her birthday. Mm-hmm. She did, she did. On this season. Was there a birthday on um, Down Under this season too? Am I making I that up? Think, I think you're making that up. You might okay. be wrong. You I think I'm just right. so used know. to it being people's birthdays on Drag yeah. Race at this point that it's just like, oh yeah, there must have been one. Yeah. Again, like I, I think for me, if I'm going to have my birthday every day, like I've technically birthed something every day. Like I've done something new every day. So we have to celebrate a year later. Yeah. How philosophical of you. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, what will what will happen today? Well, it will be their first official main challenge because a runway doesn't count, in my opinion. Victoria throws out a sewing challenge, which she will instantly regret. We've got votes for a dancing challenge, which was, uh, has a lot more enthusiasm. So apparently this group of queens likes dons. Yeah. Can't wait to see them bust out those moves. And then we cut over to the only Naomi. Who I will deem the most random human. Why? Because like other moments in this episode, she will say or do random shit out of nowhere that does not seem prompted from anything. Because after discussing a sewing challenge and a dancing challenge, she will say to Pandora that she has an advantage because she faked all her orgasms. When did we start talking about orgasms? Yes, you are so right. I feel as though Naomi has so much chaotic energy. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, where is this coming from? Where is it going? You just literally never know. Is it lost in translation? Maybe there's a word that Google Translate got wrong? Yeah, I've been thinking about that part pretty frequently in the international franchises after we talked about it on Drag Race Sweden with how badly Antonina's talent was translated. Right. So I always take what I'm seeing as the subtitles with a grain of salt. So, well, Pandora is going to take offense to this and shares that no one faked their orgasms with her. Uh, what's your track record? Uh, I feel as though I'm pretty solid with just the real deal. Always be getting right. it done. You know, I'm That's a good. Good for you. Good for you. I'm a professional. Listen. Yeah. The alarm blares for our Barbie breakup message where she discusses secret wishes and hidden talents and in the context of the challenge that all will check out. Sexy fantasy time. Barbie breakout is here and I cannot even fathom what to call what she is wearing. It's like army green jumpsuit with a pink plaid shirt wrapped around her waist and the hat thingy. It just also feels very German. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably just the vibe we're going to get all season. Like you just, it's going to be something a little wild, a little bit like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You're combining some very interesting things there, but you're just committed to it. I feel like sometimes what fashion is about, right? Right. I I, I feel like her and Fox Deluxe would be great friends going on a shopping spree. I was literally thinking the same thing. (laughs) Maybe they're borrowing each other's wardrobe. I don't know. Well, Barbie... Before she reveals what exactly they're about to do in the mini challenge, they have three minutes to get into really fast quick drag. What can you accomplish in three minutes? 
Yeah, I think if you really aggressively just go at it and don't care, you could get some great eyeshadow on. You could get maybe a little lip. And by great, I mean just colors, not right, right, pretty. But yeah, blended. eyeshadow and lip, and I think that would be it. I don't know. Now, Metamore Kid will say that it's looking like a drag haunted house. She will then compare Kelly to the incomparable Jennifer Lewis after a good beach vacation. Meanwhile, Yvonne will say that Nikita looks like she normally does at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Okay, so when are we going to Berlin? Clearly, they know how to party. I know. It's something that I was just saying to my friend recently. We were traveling for a wedding, and she actually has tickets to see Taylor Swift in Germany next year. Of course. Like, literally, I can't even get into the whole story with her. But she, we were, so we were just about two weeks ago talking about it, and Berlin is definitely somewhere that's top of my list to visit. So I hope very yeah. soon. Then there's Lily, who Yvonne says her ass looks like Tessa's padding, which is a massive insult. Metamore Kid will say it looks like she shat herself, which also checks out. It does, because just the ass was so crazy. I was like, what? Because mm-hmm. also it's like just not really necessary, right? I mean, you or you would think that it's not necessary. Right. Like focus on your face, just throw something crazy on and just call it a day. Why did you need to like fully pad if you want right. to call that padding? Lingerie wears Anonymous is convened as Gianni arrives from behind the curtain and he is pretending to suck off the pit crew with a boa. Now, I don't know what she was referring to and what shit she does, but Barbecue will say that behind the curtain was ex- an exposed sex chair. Where? Where where where, where was where was a sex chair? Don't know. Gone. Okay. This is going to be a theme for her this episode. I think that child is very vanilla, which is going to be her downfall, but more on that soon. Very true. Well, hands off the pit crew, though. Gianni will say it was basically a workout. Speaking of, there's a treadmill. That never ends so well. No. You know if there's exercise equipment in the room, something's about to go down. For this mini challenge, fitness is important, so they will be challenged to test their endurance. It's called Workout Queens. Now, we have seen many examples of workout challenges on Drag Race before. Why is it so campy to see a queen in heels doing exercises? Like, is it the danger? I just feel like it has to be, especially this week, which obviously we're going to get into. Uh, But I mean, you just can never pass up and just never forget one of the originals stacy lane matthews of course and her original idea the sprit stick shout out to the sprit stick they will each have one minute on the treadmill to show them their drag cardio workout now what would you do what what would your uh one minute drag cardio workout entail oh boy i think I would probably try to do a a lift on the bars because that was also a little confusing to me. It felt like the treadmill was there and a lot of them were using it, but then at least one of them was not using the treadmill. So it's like, what is the, like, were you supposed to be using the treadmill? Because if you were, uh, yeah, I think trying to do a little like lift or something or like a holding on and thrusting, giving a little top energy. Of course, of course. Acting, acting. (laughs) I'm acting. All right, Tessa Teskel is up first, and please note that she said no to the makeup and yes to the netted face mask. She will get on the treadmill and has no clue what to do aside whip her hair from side to side. Now, the girls will mock her for her lack of inspiration, so the bitch in the pleasers will get a foot up on the side of the machine, and I was like, this bitch is going to die, but not yet. Instead, she put the machine on faster and ran like her life was depending on it. Just so dangerous. I just, Very. That was the whole time, I was just thinking danger. 
Metamorkid's turn, and she has arrived like Cruella Deville after a night out. She will walk on the treadmill as she showcases the art of shoving a finger in a hole, and then another finger, and then another finger, until, yes, friends, here's your drag race tutorial on fisting. Now, she clearly had no idea what the main challenge would be, but fisting is, well, if you enjoy it, good for you. I just prefer marionettes over puppets. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little fist every now and again. Listen, I, I think I've shared this on the podcast before. I have a very good friend who told me a story about one of his co-workers who um, um, had to bring his date to the hospital after a fix- fisting accident. Oh, no. Yeah. So ever since the then, thing. I was like, we're not going to rearrange the guts. I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah, that's always the thing. In scenarios where I've been involved in the scenario, like it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got to have a professional with you. It's like, right, of course, I'm not trying to get into it with these people who are like, oh, do you want to try something new? Oh, do you want to try this? I'm like, no, I have to know that you're prepared to right. take the fist. It's like that. Absolutely. It's very bad, you know, I don't because I don't want to be in that scenario where I have to go to the hospital. Exactly. Lorelai Rivers is up and she looks like a kid who fell into her mom's makeup. It's bad. And she is giving the least as she has one of the pit crew hold her hand and she tells them she shit herself. Or as Nikita calls it, the shit shtick. <laughs> Not to be confused with the spritz stick. Exactly. Uh, the shit shtick. Will she merchandise that? I think she should. I think she should too. You've got, that's, that's the thing about Drag Race. You have to seize every marketing opportunity. It's true. Leela Cocoon and her lumpy ass arrives on the treadmill, and she will go right on down and have the treadmill sand her ass. You know what? It was brilliant. From wonky to dangerous, but hilarious. Yeah, that also felt one of the more dangerous to me. And I was also just thinking, I mean, maybe you don't because it was just for like a quick drag thing, and I'm sure that was the reason that she brought it. But you're also running a risk of completely destroying what you're wearing because of the friction. So I was like, I hope you don't care about that outfit at all. Now Yvonne Nightstand is coming and she will use her boob to wipe the sweat away as she has a cigarette. She tells us that she is Peggy from Offenbach and she smokes in the fitness studio. She will try to turn the treadmill off and instead fall right over iconic moments yes i always um, think that that's one of those go-tos too i you know i don't think it's very original necessarily but the sort of really messy smoker vibe while mm-hmm. someone's working out there's something about that that's very funny the only naomi will continue to say random shit as she says she today is anita wiglet my child yeah, no, that name exists Right. I was like, is she purposely making the reference? Is she not? Also, she doesn't look anything like, like that hair was not giving Anita. So very confusing. And well, rather than being a normal human, she will climb the front of the treadmill and have her walk on her hands. I hope they have good health insurance because the pit crew will literally have to save her before she gets her hair caught in the treadmill. Yeah, exactly. I I was thinking that as well. Like, what is the insurance threshold on this show? Because it has to be so high to have them be doing this. Like, this is nuts. We get a quick glimpse of Barbecue, who will give the paranoia stereo while the machine goes too fast and she loses her wig. Victoria shows up to shake your spears. 
Like, yeah, yeah, take exactly. It till you make it. Yeah, I was just like, what? And wasn't really using the treadmill. So again, no. I'm like, what was the idea that you had to use the treadmill or was it optional? Like, Kelly will hop on the treadmill while forcing one of the pit crew to hold her leg. Pandora will do push ups while hovering over the belt of the treadmill. And Nikita will do some strange stretch with the pit crew as her phone rings as she gets ready for happy hour and falls right down. Interesting challenge. Very much so. Where do you think the treadmill is now? Uh, in the WoW basement. Probably. Listen, <laughs> put, it in, put it in the Hall of Fame when we create it one day, friends. Literally. Barbie Breakout is out of breath, but impressed. Johnny says that watching them, he sweated more than last night in the gay sauna. Okay, so this couple, they clearly are open and love sex. They have to. And I'm also just thinking, too, when they said they were a couple, like, that was very interesting to me. I don't know. It's one of those, it feels they, like they, we've, We speculated last week. I'm convinced that one of them was hired, and I, I think Johnny was hired to be a guest, uh, to be a supporting judge, and he said, I'm not doing unless Barbie's hired as the main judge. I'm convinced. because Why have Spanky Jackson? <laughs> very that, very that. The winner of the mini challenge is Yvonne Nightstand. She wins 1,000 euros. Do you agree? I would say that I did. Honestly, I thought that Yvonne had one of the best ones. Yes, very good. Well, Barbie's hoping they are feeling sexy enough as it's time for the first maxi challenge. They need to have skillful fingers because it's construction challenge or as us drag race historians call it, a design challenge. Now, Nikita will say that she thought it could be a construction challenge with Legos, but alas, though, I think it would be hilarious watching drag queens with nails on to play with Legos. I would pay to see that disaster. Yeah, or also if they had them do literal construction, like imagine sure, I'm here for it. sending them to a construction site. Drag queens doing real jobs. Yes, yes. That's a new show. That's the spinoff. There we Absolutely. go. Whether they went to a new room or they did a complete set change, I don't know. But we are now transported into a sex room as they will be taking inspiration from the playful and darker ideas of passion as they live their deepest fantasies on the runway with a fetish look. Barbie Breakout will call out Pandora, who says she looks excited. She will tell us that she is a passionate sadist. And I'm like, I, yeah, uh, that checks out. I can see it. Definitely. She says she's a nice sadist and only hurts people as long as they enjoy it. And I'm like, hashtag same. Yeah, hashtag consent. We love it. Love it. Johnny will say that kinky fashion can be much more than latex and leather as they have three minutes to take as many materials they can carry. The fight is on for the materials. And I got to say, there were a lot of random objects in there. I don't know, but did if you saw it, but did you see the rocking horse? <laughs> no, I did not even see the rocking horse. I think it was Metamore Kid holding the rocket, rocking horse. Oh, wait. Actually, now that you say Metamore Kid was holding it, I think I'm remembering it. That's jogging my memory. Um, I'm no kink shaming on this podcast. We're very kink positive here, but... Um, yeah, I want to know who created this challenge and who had to do the research and the shopping for these items. Yeah, and I would say not only in terms of what was in the room, but I don't know. I'm also just thinking what seemed to not be in the I don't know. I was expecting <laughs> there to be some more and some different stuff. Yes. I don't know. What items would you be after first? And what would you design for this challenge? Okay, so what I thought of 
was I would, I feel like I would definitely go for maybe some of the latex leather chains, Mm -hmm. like from what was actually in the room. But what I would want to do myself, and I, I, like you're saying, I don't even think we got to see the full necessarily range of what was in the room, but I really thought it was a missed opportunity for someone to do like a golden shower, like Mm -hmm. scat play thing to be really campy and a little gross. Sure. So I was just, that's where I would go with it, direction-wise. Kelly Hilton will finish with her hog, ball, gag, and mouth. And Nikita says she is the greediest as she needed a cart to transport all of her stuff. Now, we're going to discuss this as we go along, but I think this would be a perfect moment to discuss that this was a perfect franchise to have this challenge with the history of kink and fetish pairing well with Germany. But I think it's really interesting that it's a subculture in the queer community that really gets discussed on Drag Race, as it is still, for some, a bit taboo. We did just have James Mansfield and Alexis Michelle open up viewers' eyes and ears and maybe holes on All Stars 8, but it's not something that we hear much about. Why do you think that is, and do you think it's still the stigma and fear of comparing drag to being a kink? Yeah, I think it falls in line with that a little bit. I also feel as though, especially at this point with the United States franchise, I almost want to say it's too mainstream for that so i think there's likely a hesitancy to be having those conversations on more major networks in that way i think especially right now in this moment where it just feels as though drag and all of that is very political and Mm -hmm. it's a very hot button issue in many ways unfortunately i think it just pushes the the boundaries too much which is important I, I, i hear that yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. But again, like I said, this is the perfect franchise to do it because it oh, is 100%. part of their culture in a way. Yeah, and this is one of the directions that I was really hoping that they would go in before the series actually started. So I'm very, very glad that they did. The queens get to sketching and planning their looks. And we're going to start with Naomi, who has plastic and is wondering if she has enough material. She wants it to look like saran wrap affixed to her body. Yvonne suggests that they use a blow dryer to heat it up and then fit it. Look at science amazing yes. we love drag queens using their brains would you help a friend like that i think so part of me is like it's a competition so let them suffer but also i mean this is just a fun challenge so i would want mm-hmm. everyone to look their best i feel well speaking of friends we learned that perhaps maybe yvonne and naomi may be a bit more than friends yes naomi tells us she she knew yvonne before the show but she's really only taken to her on the show if you know what that means now we will see naomi say i love you to yvonne and kiss her on the lips um did not pair these two up did not see this one coming no but then also the comment after of the oh i didn't mean to kiss you on the lips like so yeah well naomi laughs as she didn't want to kiss her on the mouth but yvonne tells us that's what good friends do Really? All right, good friends. Let's test that theory. theory good out. friends. Yeah, where are my good friends at? Um, let's see how Nikita is doing with her doctor scrubs. She says it looks like a diaper, and we will move into the diaper fetish of it all. Yes, adult baby fetish is a thing. No kink shaming. It's not my kink, but I know many colleagues and friends who dabble in it, and I'm proud of you for knowing what you like. Exactly. Same way. No people who are into it personally would not. Listen, I had once 
And I said before we did anything, I said, I'm not changing a diaper. We can play all you want, have your fantasy, but there's that's not happening. Yeah, period. Exactly. That's my line. With Kelly, she has found yellow fabric, adhered it to her head, and, well, choices. She will make chicken clucking noises as she tells us that fetishes are interesting because they can be very diverse. She tells us that at first she was going to do something with an Easter bunny and eggs, and did she just create a new fetish? Is there a holiday fetish? I know. And like, maybe she did. And also, to be honest, I feel like that's something that I could get on board with. I love, yeah. a little, I love a little, uh, I almost want to say dark sided, <laughs> which feels a little bit, not what I mean, but mm-hmm. a little bit of that edgy Easter. If that's a category of thing, specifically, sure. I kind of enjoy that. So I would be here for it. I mean, listen, I... body of Christ. That's all I'm going to say. Dead bodies. Great. Exactly. Some people There's like, so some much- people like that. There's so much material. And I also feel as though, I mean, the leathery sort of masks with the bunny ears are sort of That's a true. That's true. thing. So there's probably a market for it. Thanks, new- Ariana Grande. Yeah. And also exactly the doors that she has opened. Now, you had mentioned the golden showers of it all. Do you think Kelly was originally going to do something with golden showers? Because she did have yellow. Yeah, and she did mention changing her look, so maybe she was. And I just, again, don't know why someone didn't do that, because that would have been so iconic. Barbie is here to see how the girls are doing. Kelly and Nikita join Barbie breakout first. Can they sew? Well, Kelly says a little. She's not perfect, nor designer. She shares when she started drag, she had no budget whatsoever, so she was resourceful, turning nothing into something new. Nikita, of course, cannot sew. Barbie will say to her what I will say all the time. You came to Drag Race and can't sew? There is truly just no excuse at this point. There are so many franchises. There's been countless queens on the show. So many seasons across countries, continents. Take at least a single lesson. Just one. She thinks she has a great idea to which Barbie says, what? A stick man with a black eye. Okay. I like how she's so shady sometimes by being so sweet. Yes. Which is the art of shade, right? It is. Now, I will say that there um, are reports that Barbie is very close friends to Kelly and Nikita. They've obviously worked together for a while. So it is an interesting dynamic. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, she's the host. They're the contestants you deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Nikita will discuss that she will have fisting hands. So there's that again. She wants to use her hospital fabric to that has hoods and wants to use them as masks where you can only see the eyes. She says, kind of spooky. Others would call it kind of hot. I mean, hey, what do we got going on here? Listen. Barbie reminds her that she was in the bottom the three, the previous week. And is she afraid to be there again? And Nikita says, of course. Okay. Well, this is not working out for this lady. (laughs) Definitely not. Now it's time for the, will they, won't they lovers to visit Barbie breakout. Barbie will note that Yvonne is an artist and sees her original idea was to be a fisting glove, but she didn't have enough fabric for it. Yvonne was going to have the middle finger be her head, and I hope she made this look off the show because this sounds so campy. It does. And that's what I was thinking as well, just overall about the challenge. I almost wanted more of them because I think one or two of them did I wanted more of them though to take it in a campy direction Mm because I think that is just so fun now Barbie says that Johnny would love it and Yvonne says she'll do it for him um the fisting I'm assuming 
<laughs> I yeah, I would imagine as well. That's how I interpreted. Listen, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I would not be shocked if they each have a turn with the two of them every night. I wouldn't either. I mean, who knows? This franchise is a little wacky. Next, with Naomi, she shares that she wants to be a sex doll wrapped in saran wrap with bondage strips. So basically a typical Friday through Thursday for her. Yeah, exactly. She was just like, I'm going to go for my everyday. Yeah. Barbie will ask if it is a winning look, and Naomi says, to her it is. Which I guess is what counts. Now, because random, Barbie will note the obvious. The age ribbon she is wearing as is very visible. Naomi will already start to get emotional as Barbie wants to know why she's wearing it. Now, girl, if you didn't want to discuss it, don't wear the giant-ass ribbon. Exactly. Especially because... In the confessionals, it's more subtle. It's a tiny one. But I did feel as though in this scene, it is massive. So it's like... mm. Naomi will get very distraught as she tries to answer the question. Naomi has no idea why she's crying, but says that HIV is such a big part of our queer history and they lost so many great voices. For her, this is a way to pay respect for the people who fought for the rights she has now. She goes on to say that if we forget how big the struggle was, the struggle itself is lost. And she wants to appreciate it. Now, I got to say, this whole time, I was expecting her to say that she might have it or know someone who did. And I'm not saying she has no right to not be affected and moved by the AIDS crisis and pay respect. It was just jarring and random. As many times we've had this conversation on Drag Race, it's from someone who has the experience or story to share. I was on the same exact page I don't want to take away from her emotion and clearly feeling strongly about it. We love raising awareness. We love activists, passionate people. So it's not to take away from that. But I was sitting there basically like, that's a lot of emotion for just, I feel like this is an important moment in history. The whole entire time I was waiting for the same thing that you are and it never came. And I was like, oh, okay. That was a lot of emotion. Right. Barbie tells her that they stand on the shoulders of those who lived, fought, and died before them. She says, never get tired of talking about it and thinks it's great that the next generation is carrying on. And again, maybe stuff was cut, but Naomi will be a wreck at this point, saying that she is so touched, we'll get a hug from Barbie. And she says she felt the energy and the hug that passes from one person to another. She says it meant so much to her and could have kept hugging for hours. And there we found out her real king. She likes Ex- body contact. Exactly. I was like, oh, honey, I felt that energy passing too. Also, seeing her crying confessional, the bitch is beautiful when she's emotional. Fucking unfair. Very much so. Just like a stunning stunning. human. Yeah. It's it's so beautiful. And that's it. Barbie out. Now, like last week, we will not see many in the realm of tops and bottoms in this walkthrough. And I got to say, the editors are allowing us to go on this journey each week and not know the results, which is exciting as someone who knows the show inside and out. Thank you for keeping it a mystery. It keeps us entertained and engaged. Yeah, I think the editing and the way that they approach all of that has been interesting so far because I was thinking throughout the episode two, I really feel as though they didn't show that much actually of the construction and of the working on the garments, which is maybe along the lines of what you're saying too, sort of, you can't get a sense necessarily of who's going to be in the top and the bottom because you don't even see them working. Right. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Cause of the four we did walk through with, 
only one of them is going to be discussed by the judges. Right. Interesting. Well, it is decision day or what we know as elimination day. Pandora and Metamorkid will walk in as Vienna represents. Is it safe to say that Vienna produces good drag? I guess so at this point. Field trip. Let's go. Yeah. Another place. Add that to the list. Now at the tables, we the twink known as Victoria Shakespeare's wants to know who got sleep. Nikita sure did not. She says she is the only one who can sew. She sewed something by hand and is going to make it work. You do that. She will sell it and do her best to stick around. And I got to say, I thought she was a goner simply based on the airtime she had gotten by this point. I was thinking the same thing as well. I was just, oh, like this poor bitch. Tessa will ask who changed her concept overnight. And we have arms raised from Victoria and Kelly. Naomi says she changed hers a bit. And Kelly tells us that she only slept for an hour. She didn't eat breakfast. She went directly to the workroom and continued work, 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 work. Um, that's not healthy because you have a long work day. Yeah, exactly. I can only imagine how long those runway days are. So not the best choice. She tells the table that she thought about how fetish can be diverse as many consider drag a fetish, something we just discussed. Mm-hmm. She will say that she bets that they all occasionally get the request for sex. Does that happen to you in drag? Yes. Yeah, there was there one is. time. <laughs> well, and actually, it's funny too, because in a way, because it was actually, I was in a sort of fetish BDSM style like outfit, and I had a little leash on and everything. And yeah, there was there was a moment where it was yeah, sort of, of going that direction and all of that. Yeah, which I guess is to be expected. So yeah, I that was relatable to me. I've been there. Now Nikita will just say quote taking a cab in berlin um i mean how many times have you read a story on um instagram of someone saying well my driver wanted xyz oh yeah i've never been in that situation before i have had uber drivers who love my outfits and want to take photos with me yeah so i've had that occur barbecue will share that she works in straight clubs, and it's amazing how many straight men say, quote, hey, pretty, want to join me in the bathroom stall? And she always says yes. Yeah. Do you believe her? I don't not. believe her. I don't believe her. She's a woman of the community. She's giving yeah. back. And then Miss Random Naomi will say, and that's how you met Pandora. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just giving us more randomness, giving us that energy. Like, I know she's, like, kind of young, and, and she wants to be part of the group, but, like, pretty fades. Dumb is forever. Yeah. And the dumb is there, I think. It's time to get ready for the runway. Now, over the table, Barbecue will tell the Vienna bitches how Barbie has helped her a lot. She shares that she always felt chubby or fat, and says as a gay man, that would be considered morbidly obese. Pandora will ask her if she feels that way because others view her that way. And she says that people, she goes around and says she's pretty and cute. But the problem is that if she doesn't think it, it doesn't matter what others say. And then Metamore Kid will just awkwardly say that line RuPaul is famous for in a full English with the accent. And I'm sorry, it was just very campy to the American ear. Yeah, it was just another one of those instances in this episode where I feel as though things very just drastically took a a stark turn it was like very what's happening now i want to stay on this topic for for a moment um i have a tummy the rest of my body if it was gone i would be average at worst and yet the way people view me in the gay community 
it's like I'm a fucking whale and it sucks. Why are the standards for body image the way they are in the queer community? Because they they are worse than they are in the straight community. Oh, yeah. It's really so bad because I can relate to that as well. I used to be a very heavy person and I've lost a ton of weight. But also it's still that thing of a mix of like your body necessarily doesn't fully like recover. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what you're describing. It's like I'm a very normal average weight now but my body doesn't always look that way right and so it's it, it becomes a challenge it's just I think it's unfortunately that stereotype of just gays are a little bit shallow and like it's very obsessive in that way sometimes I do think if we want to get like real real into it that it's about these ideals of in a way of masculinity and being mm-hmm. like very manly being muscly all of that so I think that's what the community in some regards is like up against in a lot of ways. I think that people view it at that level and it's very superficial and it's like, are you very uh, like almost hetero presenting? Are you mask? It's very that. And it's really interesting. This is because of all the crossovers all the time. Last week we had a um, discussion on Drag Race Down Under about one of the queens having body image issues because she was too skinny. Here we have a queen talking about feeling too big. Um, Also had that same conversation on Brazil this week. It's there. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. Body image in the queer community is a big, big issue. And no one talks about it because... Again, like if you're if you feel like you're too skinny, people mock you. Well, everyone wants to be skinny. Why are you saying that? If you're too big, everyone thinks you're being too sensitive. Why can't the queer community just be nice to everybody? Like I literally went to the duplex once to review a show and got an unsolicited grinder message saying, Why are you here? You're too fat to be here. That is here for work. Yeah, that is outrageous. One day we'll change. Never. It's not going to happen. It's not I yeah. We can, I don't. we can try. Exactly. Keep hope alive. Now Barbie will say that Barbie is important because she can decide how Barbie should look. She can make her fabulous. And Pudendora says that the fact that people like Barbie doubt themselves because of appearance is very sad, but it's what makes her barbecue, and that's what makes her beautiful. Now the conversation will move over to Metamorkid, who will discuss her struggle with her own relationship with sexuality. And friends, this is your trigger warning. She shares that she does a lot of fetish looks as it's her thing, but she personally does not have sex. She tells us that this whole challenge indirectly speaks to the topic of sexuality. She is feeling something deep inside of her cooking up. She will share with Barbecue and Pandora that when she was very young, she had a bad sexual experience. And as Pandora says, yes, it is getting deep. Metamorca will try to start to cry. And she tells them that she was raped when she was young. And due to that, sexuality is a very negative thing for her, and it's something she is scared of. Pandora says this really affected her because she could identify with Metamorkid because she had a similar experience. She shares with us that her first time with a man wasn't by her own choice. For Meta, she says, though her dra- through her drag, she can live out her sexual- sexuality in a visual way because she is so scared to open herself for someone in that kind of manner. Every sexual situation is like reliving the dark moment again and again. Pandora understands the pain and where it's coming from and tells her it's good to talk about it because this is a way to progress from it and process it in a different way, like drag. She says she's doing the right thing to process her trauma in a special and beautiful way. 
Metamorkid says that pain isn't supposed to be hidden. It's supposed to be felt completely. So you hit rock bottom, then you understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And she tells us that after talking about it, she feels a huge load coming off of her. She let it all go. Again, an interesting conversation because not many times we get to hear this so openly on Drag Race because it is such a personal topic. And again, with the edit, I was like, oh my God, she's going to win. This is going to be amazing. But let, let's dissect this a little bit. First off, her discussing how this challenge is overtly sexual and how it is opening up a lot of pain and trauma for her. How 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 would how do you think that affected her during this entire process for a twenty four hours of being like focused on sex? Yeah, exactly. I would imagine that, and probably maybe for Pandora as well, right? Because Pandora was sharing she had yeah. similar experiences too. It just has to add a different level of just the the mental capacity of being in this competitive environment, trying to you know make yourself look the best you're trying to construct but then also you inevitably have these things running around in your head so it's probably almost a a very extra level of challenge that maybe some of the other contestants don't have to deal with right i mean even going back to drag race france this past season you had moon uh, who's going through a lot of emotional experiences as well and yes she put herself in the position to play a male presenting character but the trauma that it brought out the next episode she had to leave so it's it's really interesting to see how one seemingly innocent thing on drag race when you're creating a challenge as a producer can actually affect the people playing the game oh yeah completely um and i think what's really interesting is it's not a common topic to hear someone who is a um, a unfortunate victim of assault like that reveal that they don't want to have sex because of the trauma that's attached to it. Um, So I'm really glad to have that vocalized. Yeah, I would agree. I feel as though that really does not come up often at all, at least in regards to, I mean, well, I mean, especially on the show and everything. So it's an important perspective. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one day we will have a different conversation when it comes to people who don't have sex and, and being asexual because the visibility for asexual people is very, 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 very small in the queer community, but they exist. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to see them all trauma hug and it will lead us straight to the runway because uh, what a weird transition. Yeah, just like we've been saying, I think in so far in this franchise, the edits are unique they feel very abrupt sometimes so hey let's bring it to the runway where barbie breakout is giving you classic drag known as my little pony threw up on her yes very very that our panel is family only as no german celebrities made it to columbia it's johnny jovanovich and diane brill who will ask herbert her earpiece how to say research when asked if she's ever been to a sex club and there it is herbert the star of drag race germany Yeah, just Diane Brill being there is so interesting to me because if she has to rely on the earpiece for translations, what, like, why? Listen, Valentina may or may not have had an earpiece also. We don't know. So I'm going to go check the ears. Well, yes, but also 
don't be so obvious about it then. No, I think on the low low. I think they're doing it on purpose because they know how bad it was. But also, like I again, Diane Brill. For those who are up to the World of Wonder universe and like see watch or the podcast or the other shows or whatever, she's been involved in World of Wonder for a very long time and and she's been the subject of of podcasts and stuff. So it makes sense that she's a guest a judge here. But certainly there was other people available, right? Yeah, because it's just like, why then Germany specifically that's in another language that you're not? Well, I, I know she has some history with Germany. I know she spent a lot of time in Germany. Yeah, but I think it's like, if you're not the sharpest with the language and you're, it's literally like the majority of it is in German. Why? There, 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 is, there is one other American who I think would have been a great uh, panelist who the Germans love. Heidi Klum. No, David Hasselhoff. They love him in Germany. Yeah, true. I'm like, they should put Heidi on it, though. They Imagine should, Heidi Bloom on this scenario. All right. Category is fetish. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Kinky or Stinky. I love that. Stinky, yash. All right. Pandora Knox. All right. Let's. Th- we're about to fight. Uh, I think yeah, sex we're about to fight. Is an easy way to go, especially if you brought a breastplate to the race. I think this is a very simple. There's not much to it when you look at it. The plastic is not easy to work with, but she has created a structure to it. It's certainly naughty. The ball gag and the gold cuffs do add that fetish flavor to it. For me, it's just not pushing it as far as I know she can go. Yeah, I do see that criticism of it that maybe it feels a little bit basic and especially from what she has pulled out so far that it feels as though she's potentially going a little bit, if you can say it, on the safer side, so to speak. But I think to what you were saying as well, my take on it was just that material had to have been so hard to work with. So to get it to a place that it looks really good and presentable, even if it's not the most striking, Plus, the ball gag is just really iconic. The spikes yeah. on it, obsessed, the gold. Do you want that one now? I do. I literally do. Because I've also done looks with the gag ball before. So it's like in my universe. Right. Um, and then also what it is for me, too, is the makeup. I just think the makeup is so visually striking. So mm-hmm. there's that. There's, like I think it's even, which now that we're talking about it, it is, I think, for me, equally just that the makeup adds so much to it that I don't mind that the outfit is a little bit more basic, if you want to call it. Diane says her heart is beating so fast when she looks at the sex doll. She says it's unbelievable, and there is so much detail with so much creativity. She says the raincoat is super cool. Johnny loves the combination of transparent and gold and says she looks fantastic and her makeup is great. Barbie Breakout says she thinks it takes balls to use transparent material in the construction challenge. Because at first they don't see much, and only later do they see the detail and the ruffles and all the work. She says it's stress to kill with some basic instinct. I will go soft kinky. I will go definitely kinky on this. Audience not loving it. 64% kinky, 36% stinky. Okay, still the majority though. The majority is siding with that it's good. The only Naomi. Once again, we have a plastic girl. I think it's evocative and, a, and would be an incredible editorial shoot. 
The problem is the styling and the way she has crafted this horrid jumpsuit underneath the plastic as it takes away from the imagery. I do like the shrimp shrink wrap idea and playing with the kink of asphyxiation for a design challenge. It's just not working, but I'm intrigued to see what an actual design at home runway with this concept would look like. Um, also the fall, it, it was fine. And then when she got up, I was like, okay, you ruined the illusion. Yeah. It's just this, when you, you look at it, it just feels like a look that has so much potential, but I think the way that it was executed, it was just not there. I'm almost just, I wish that maybe she had done a gown almost instead to like fully wrap herself. I'm sure that would have been much harder to walk in, but also- and who I knows if she had enough material? Because well, Pandora probably that. took it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it was just availability of the material itself too. So maybe it was a combination of things. And yeah, I will also just say, I think that the sort of fake falling, it's getting a little tired. Yeah. It's just, it's becoming one of those wig reveal things that just- every franchise it feels like there's at least one you know it's becoming more and more common and when it's sort of like this where I don't necessarily feel it added that much or anything and I didn't really get it why you know yeah. so also that I was just a little bit I rolled I mean own. going off of like a full gown idea I think it would have been really cool to go in the idea of like a mummification idea with saran wrap and and really be able to have a form-fitting look but maybe next season we need a full uh fetish runway that's designed at home <laughs> yes yes for me i'm gonna go stinky absolutely stinky this was not it audience 45 percent kinky 55 percent stinky victoria shakespeare's uh sure it's fetish it's kinky but if i get pissed off the uh twin to the twins and candy for a two-piece i have to get pissed off of this swing for a bra and a panty uh the capelet train moment didn't add anything to it i think she did the absolute least and hoped her sexiness would sell it for her this feels like a girl trying to be a dominatrix for Halloween, but didn't want to embarrass her parents. So she said she got it from Party City when really she is a frequent buyer at the corner sex shop. Yeah, it's just, it feels very cheap. It's just, honestly, the whole thing does, because like the hair too on this, I just don't, it's, it's not a very nice wig, I feel. So even that level just feels more costumey Halloween. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing dominatrix whatever the mask that's on her head also looks a little bit on the cheaper side and yeah it's just like that that piece of how often are you just going to give us this type of silhouette and this kind of ensemble it's getting very old already and it's episode two johnny says that she is wearing a bra panties of course in a train again he says looking at the other queens it's not enough he says that she needs to step it up because the other girls are so fierce Barbie Breakout says that she sees a lot of improvements since last week and sees that she put in effort as it was more than last time, but compared to the others, it's still less. It is stinky. Completely. And also, I want to say her makeup, I don't know what's happening. It looks very kind of bizarre to me. I think, I don't know if it's just the way that she painted, but her face looks a little crazy to me. Yeah, this was, this was a bad week for her. Yeah. Stinky. Audience... 26% kinky, 74% stinky. Barbecue. What this look is, is a kid who is not very sexual or into kink. So she said, I'm going to be a superhero and use the material rather than lean into the theme. And what she served is very basic and bare bones. I think the colors are fine. The use of the PVC is okay, but it's styled so blandly and just doesn't work for this runway. 
No, it's just, it gives so much more superhero or something. And then even still on top of that, it's just too basic. It again, looks pretty cheap. I will say that, you know, her hair is a little bit more on the end of like the, the shore. This is like an okay wig to be wearing on Drag Race, but yeah, the rest of it, I was just like, yikes, this person is not even like doing the challenge. I don't get what's happening. Diane says that every time she brings new ideas, noting it's cartoon with something extra and a bit of va-va-voom. Johnny says that her show on stage shows empowerment, but he needs a bit more effort and care as he finds it a bit too messy. Barbie Breakout will say it's a bodysuit from two fabrics, and in the middle, they can see a camel toe and a bit of ruching over the vagine. She says that she would have liked for the shoulders to be more developed as it would have given a superhero character more triangular shape. She also would have worked on the waist and the hips, so they were more interesting than that. She says the look is a bit doggy bag real quick on the ride home but thanks her for the effort Oof. What a yeah crazy. rough 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 stinky 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 for sure audience 29 percent kinky 71 percent stinky and speaking of rough no pup play no one gave pup play also that like again another great opportunity just missed lorelei rivers let's fight i love this i think the construction is incredible it's dominatrix silhouette with a fashion twist the styling is great i do wish the hair was a bit grander but i love the contrast of the white hair with the black look the gold chain works though silver would have been stronger this makeup is very different from that sweet side we've seen though i wanted her to keep that distinct lightning to be included as it is her signature stamp now this is a twink who longs to be dominant and is only playing one on TV because I bet in the bedroom she's a loud, proud sub bottom. Gotta be, gotta be. That face. Yeah, it's really, it's all in the face. It definitely is. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, my, which I think other queens fell into this space for me, some more severely than others. But I don't know. I was just like, is this really giving fetish kink? It just feels a little bit, again, to me, this almost falls more into superhero-y land and more of that universe than just sort of, oh, I look a little bit edgy. Oh, I have some masks. I look kind of cool. So it's not to say that it's not a nice outfit. I think the execution is really strong. I think she looks really good. So I do agree with all of that. I just have a struggle with feeling as though it was the strongest when you also take into consideration what the theme of the challenge was. That's fair. That's fair. Diane says she is absolute couture. She says the style and work going into the look is unbelievable. Johnny says that she has blown him away. He says that she can wear it in the shabbiest dive in Berlin, but also perform in it at a Met Gala. He says if you combine all the contrast she composed in this beautiful piece of art, then she really knows how it's done. Barbie Breakout says beside that she brought three faces from her last look back around, she says it's a super smart and pretty and loves that kind of storytelling. She says the construction is right on point and the proportions are amazing. I will give it a kinky. I'm going to give it a light kinky. The audience, 86% kinky, 14% stinky. Kelly Hilton, the hands are getting busy, and it is an homage to Candy Muse. Love. I think the leather dress aligns well with the fetish theme. The, the contrast of the neon green and the ginger hair is actually styled perfectly. I like the gloves. The studs, very easy option for this look. This screams drag queen hosting at Folsom Party at the Eagle. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. The hands for sure. Shout out to my girl Candy Muse forever. Toxic Candy Muse stan. But yeah, I think I liked the direction that this going in. I don't necessarily feel like the hands were also on theme. I don't know what the real relation is in that regard. But I think the rest of the ensemble, I'm totally with you. I think honestly that this was one of the stronger ones. I don't think that it was the full, a full, full top, but I appreciated the studs. I think that it looks really together, especially with the color of the hands. The wig pops really well. I like the styling. So I was here for it. Johnny says that he loves her walk and says she's the runway queen talking just about walking. He says she is a top model. He says that design is not her strength. Kelly says that she changed her concept three hours before the runway and only had the green fabric. She says the first concept wasn't working as the fabric wasn't flattering. She says, having done this for a long time, she has to take what she has. Barbie Breakout says that knowing she changed her concept three hours before makes sense, saying it's a bit unfinished. She says it's not the worst look on stage, but certainly not the best. I will give it a soft kinky. I would as well. Audience 71% kinky, 29% shinky. Nikita Vegas. She's giving you role play in the form of Naughty Nurse. I think she didn't have enough material and rather than give a boob reveal that would have been the logical option, she just said, here are my boobies and made it work. I do not care for the construction of this look. It's very messy. I will say she has styled it in a manner where the accessories worked to her advantage. Having that red wig was quite lucky. The tights are the wrong color. Makes me mad. Does she give off Ronald McDonald's naughty sister going to give you a checkup? Fully. Yeah, it's it's one of those where I can appreciate the direction. I'm also with you on in terms of the accessories and the like some of the, if you want to call it styling elements. I think that is going somewhere that was a good choice. But it just, yeah, wow, yikes. There just clearly wasn't enough material, I'm imagining. The fact that she can't sew really does show. And it's just, <laughs> it's messy. I think there is something unique and dynamic about the needles. So I feel as though mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. But yeah, oh boy, a little rough, a little rough. I will go stinky. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a stinky. Audience, 35% kinky, 65% stinky. Lily Cocoon. Where Barbie was afraid to embrace bright colors and pair it with fetish, Lily has taken it and used it to her advantage. She's a sex doll, but make it clown. I really like the waist down, the silhouette of the hips, and the execution of the chaps and boot covering. Very, very brilliant. Her face is painted well. The headpiece is cool. It's just the top part. I mean, the non-existent top part. It felt unfinished, and I needed something there. Yeah, I can I can see and appreciate that criticism of it. I really loved this. It was which also is not surprising because sort of the face that I do in drag is very similar to that in a lot of ways. I appreciate the colors so much. It's such a unique shape. I also feel as though it it was very distinct from a lot of the directions that the other queens went. So there was that element that it just kept it very interesting and it felt kind of fresh. But yeah, I think where this gets a little bit tripped up is just the pretty much complete lack of an actual top, really. I will go kinky. I am as well. Audience, 76% kinky, 24% stinky. Yvonne Nightstand. 
again, we have the same color palette as Barbecue and Lily, but we are playing in the world of rubber. I think the headpiece is magnificent. The construction of the katsu, pretty decent. The boobs are lopsided. There, I said it. I like this playful side of Kinku. Now, what you just said, did Lily stand out? I don't know, because Yvonne and Lily really do have such similar brains. The difference here is her makeup is not clown, but she's still giving you camp. The two of them are really similar when it comes to their drag aesthetic. Yeah, I, I'm starting to see that as well. I mean, this one I was also pretty obsessed with. Like, the headpiece was so good. I thought that was great. Yeah, I think the the tits are just a little bit wonky, and they could be a little bit um, stronger and, like, more together, I guess. But, yeah, I thought this was such a good way to take the challenge. I really think that this looked awesome, and I was really here for it. It's a kinky. A definite kinky. Audience, 73% kinky, 27% stinky. Tessa testicle. I get it. It's Amanda Lepore if someone tried to do her for Halloween. I'm glad she didn't try to recreate her face like, like Lux poorly did. The outfit is very in line to Amanda Lepore as you're terrified it is going to fall off because the boobs don't fit in it. I think the use of PVC to give a form-fitting dress works for the design challenge in the category. I really want her to have a necklace of some sort. This is Naughty Barbie. Yeah, I'm I'm going to actually go a little bit against what you were just saying. So this is another one we might fight about a little bit. But I actually wanted her to go for maybe a face of some kind that was a little bit more in the Amanda Lepore fantasy. I will say even just looking at the makeup that she did, why not try to overdraw the lip? If you're not going to go sure, for sure. exaggerated face because you don't feel comfortable with the prosthesis or however you were going to do it go for just a big, big painted lip because that would keep it a little bit more true Amanda Lepore. I think just the coming out in this very tight, like pink dress. Yeah, to me, it's just, okay, that could be, I think, plenty of people. And it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't giving me enough Amanda Lepore. So I mean, let me ask you the question. Was her intention Amanda Lepore or did she go along with Amanda Lepore because Diane Brill said it? I think that it's more that. I think she I think so going, too. Yeah, I think she was going for provocative, super tight pink and this like sort of maybe Marilyn almost. She was type. slutty Marilyn. That's exactly yeah, what I think it was. I think it was more that. And then Diane Brill was like, my good friend Amanda Lepore. And then Tessa was like. She probably oh, got yes. paid 20 bucks to say it. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> a paid spot, sponsorship. Diane um, will ask her to spin and be Amanda. Uh, she says, what can you say? Wow. Johnny says that she surprised him so much and would have never expected this from her that she could create this stunning dress. He says she looks amazing. Barbie Breakout says that she is so happy she delivered this week, especially compared to last week. She was worried about her, but says this turned out great. She says it's coming a bit undone in the back left of the corset. She says that she knows she didn't have much time and the chest is fully built, which is super hard. And she also built the hoop skirt for the material for the mermaid tail and tessa will say that the skirt was from kelly's sisters so did kelly fuck herself over by helping tessa seems like it i will give her a kinky i'm gonna give her a light kinky because i think it's fine the audience 67 percent kinky 33 percent stinky and finally metamorphic i like the gender play in this look the hair is gray which is black and white combined so i'm still not convinced that we're not going to see anything but those colors on the runway this season from her 
I think the dress is form-fitting and that ass is out. I don't love the construction of the top. That being said, the use of chain and the spike collar very in line for the category. I do like it. Yeah, I absolutely loved this. I think this was one of the strongest for me personally. So yeah, I just like the hair is a very interesting shape. I think I, I see what you're saying about the top um, and all of that. But I feel as though going back to what we were saying before about feeling as though some of them were maybe more so taking the materials and then just sort of constructing something that they wanted to and we're trying to sell that as the challenge. I felt as though this was one of the strongest in terms of fitting with the theme and trying to really sell that. Agreed. I'll give it a kinky. Definitely. Audience, 76% kinky, 24% stinky. Barbie Breakout will call forward Pandora, Victoria, Barbecue, Lorelai, Kelly, and Tessa as they are the tops and bottoms, meaning Yvonne, Metamorkid, Nikita, Lily, and Naomi are safe. Do you agree? No. <laughs> no. Um, listen, I my dear friend of the pod, uh, Sean, messaged me as what he was watching. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, the first person who should have been in the bottom, and I think friendship saves her is Nikita. I do not understand how Nikita was not a bottom here. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would agree with that too. Like that was wild to me because I would have put Nikita just, over Kelly. I would too, a hundred percent. I mean, because like just even the execution, like literally just the chest is out. There's nothing happening. The bottom or the skirt, whatever you want to call that. Didn't fit. A mess. It should have been in the bottom 100%. Now, the tops are where things are a little interesting. Tessa should not have been in the top. I will adamantly say Tessa should not have been in the top. Pandora sure. is is borderline because who... Metamorkid should have been in the top over Tessa. Then Pandora is where I would say I could see an argument where you could put Lily or um, Yvonne but I'm okay with any of those three being in this last spot. So that overall, I think there are some mixing matching that we could do. It's the one bottom, but one top that I think they got completely off. For me, I thought that they got the top like completely wrong, except for Pandora. I, I truly did believe that Pandora belonged there, but I would say for me, similar to what you were saying, I really felt as though meta, uh, 100% should have been in the top. That was insane to me that Metamore Kid was not. So that would have been one of the tops for me. Similar to what you were saying too. I mean, for me, I think Lele could have been absolutely up there. Yvonne really belonged up there. Do you think because they were so similar that they canceled each other out? That could actually be. I didn't really think of that, but maybe that's what it is. They just weren't distinct enough. So they kind yeah. of got washed out in the middle. But yeah, I think in both the top and the bottom this week, it felt chaotic to me. I was like, this is not anywhere what I would have decided. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm glad this challenge happened because as we discussed so many times already, this is an important part of queer culture. Um, I mean, as, as you know, uh, from that little program um, I had at Icon called Iconic, we had a fetish week. We had a kink week. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those pieces too. We were saying it earlier where Germany seems like such an appropriate place to have it because of Berlin and so many of the cultural pieces in, in that regard. So perfect, amazing opportunity. But yeah, it, that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be other places as well. So I'm just super glad they brought it into the fold and showcased it in this way. 
The tops and bottoms are back as the safe girls apparently had nothing important to say while they were alone. Victoria will just kick things off and say this. She got some good critiques and says, Johnny is right that compared to all of them, it's not enough. She knew she would be in the bottom, but she is prepared to give everything she has to stay and make it. Barbecue is spaced out. Get ready to lip sync. She shares that Diane liked that she was always doing something unique on the runway, but the rest was a no. Now, Victoria will joke that Tessa is in the bottom because they said her dress is so bad, but the girls will joke that all of Germany knows that she is a bottom. Uh, this is now second week, third time we're hearing she's a bottom because it said in the Meet the Queens. Um, prove it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it pays to advertise, <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. But yeah, like let's let's see it. Let's get into it. She tells them that she they said she is beautiful, but they wanted to see more of her lip sync and is in the bottom again. And they're like, really? No. Okay. Well, this was a stupid gag. But they all tell her that she's stunning and that she really pulled the look out of nowhere. And we learn that she didn't sleep, but her best drag happens when she has something to prove. All right. I think that's a storyline we're going to see later on. She just wants the judges to root for her and that she is more than Mesa Mestical. Um, that's your makeover partner. Come on, girl. Keep it a yeah, secret. Yeah, exactly. That is such a good name, actually. Now, Naomi is ready to hear from Pandy because she reveals that they didn't know if she would be in the top or the bottom. Where is the content? Please show us, or are they trying to ensure that we are not going to have any negative feelings toward Pandora? Yeah, I mean, for sure, because it's exactly, it's like, I it was crazy to me that they even weren't sure because oof, some of the things that were on that runway, it's just, how could you even imagine that she would be in the bottom? Now, we will hear Naomi feel like she's afraid the judges have taken a liking to her as she doesn't think it's a winning look. Obviously, she's right on that part because she won't win. But very interesting to hear this narrative about Pandora discourse already. Right. Two weeks in. Yeah. Pandora will tell them she was good as Victoria points to the top, top, top and bottom, 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 though. Kelly says she's versatile. Well, hey, got to switch it up. Got to have Victoria says they have to go because she has to go lipstick for her life. She's aware. She knows. It is decision time. The winner of the week is Lorelai Rivers, meaning Pandora, Tessa, and Kelly are safe. We are left with Barbecue and Victoria Shakespeare's as the bottom two. Of the six tops and bottoms, do you agree with this result? No. <laughs> Tell me why. I, of the six, because we were having that whole conversation before that I don't even think this should have been the six. Of the six, I felt as though Pandora should have won. I think that it really showcased the challenge a little bit more in that look like we were saying i think lorelei for me it was more in the vein of like a superhero so the winner should have been pandora to me the bottom was correct the bottom two percent well we're gonna miss the perfect opportunity to have rihanna's snm as the lip sync very true the song is break my heart by dua lipa okay i love me some dula peep but i'm gonna need a break we've had so much dula peep on these franchises can we stop She's the moment right now. I don't know what to say. Did, did they get a discount on all her tracks? Maybe. Maybe they did like a super deal, like bargain. This lip sync was the Victoria Shakespeare show and Barbecue was just a casualty. Um, Barbie tried to act the shit out of the song, but Victoria out of the gate was giving you intensity and captivated. You could tell Barbie Breakout wanted to watch Barbecue, but she was just not in control. Every eye was on Miss Victoria. Now, Victoria will start dry humping the stage before she takes out a heart and it was over. 
She says that Hart made her bloody a bloody mess, and what's messier than that is when she called the song Heart to Break. So either she's dumb or we're getting a Kimmy P lip sync she'll be doing uh, later in the season. Yeah, I was like, that's a totally different song. Like, that is a song, but that's a... That's it a could song. work because the bitch is German. Very true. So maybe it will happen. Maybe it was a slip. Well, a different confessional put in the wrong place. Maybe, well, right. I don't it's know. slip in terms of editing, yeah. Let's talk about the heart of it all. What did you think? Yeah, it was, uh, obviously, it was just, like, a massacre. Like, unfortunately, which is interesting. These kinds of results are always unique. It feels, like, interesting in a way. But I also felt like barbecue just didn't know the words. No. So it was just, it was really unfortunate. It was hard to watch her. I think Victoria went so hard. And, I mean, the heart kind of threw me at first. I was like, whoa, what's happening? But I was like, okay, she's she's in it. She's committing. She's really going full force. So totally commend her for that. And, you know, yeah, agree that it just became the her show because Barbecue was giving almost nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming they probably had this song ready to go pre-filming. So she brought a heart just in case. But uh, good for her to have that prop ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Power to her. There is only room for one Barbie on Drag Race Germany. So Barbie Breakout has eliminated barbecue as Victoria's safe. Do you agree? Yeah, it was just, I mean, I did think about that, that it was funny that the first one to leave is the one who has the same name as the host. So maybe there's something else at play there. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the just uh barbie did so poorly in the challenge that outfit was crazy and then the lip sync just it didn't even give anything really so had to be and it's wild because i we'll we'll talk about it momentarily but it's she was in the top last week she's the first one eliminated insane insane yeah we have our first eliminated queen from drag race germany she is our pork chop or our sauerbraten there you go I got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Ready. What is Barbecue's legacy? Uh, legacy is getting booted for having the same name as the host. <laughs> uh, one of the craziest in terms of just the amount of time it took. Uh, trajectory. <laughs> um, and then also I'm like, let's go a little bit on the nicer side and be like also having important conversations around body image. <laughs> Absolutely. And even the discussion the previous week about um, the Latin community in um, in Europe. I think yeah. very, very important character. Um, I'm going to make you think right now. I know this is really hard. Okay? Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm like, my brain's empty always. So Where does barbecue rank in the pork chops of all the franchises? Not like like multiple seasons. The first out first season. Yeah. I would say high, honestly. I would say towards the top for sure, because like you were just mentioning, being in the top, the first episode, and also I thought that was an amazing look week one. I thought that was so dynamic, so unique. I was so here for it. So my expectations were really high. And then also I think too, the actual outfit aside, I think that her makeup is really incredible. I think she's yeah. so striking visually, looks so beautiful in drag. So 
I was really expecting her to go very far. And so I think all of that to say, to see someone like that be the first out, they're probably pretty high for me in terms of rankings of first outs. I did a very, very quick list earlier today. Um, I have her at number two. Yeah. I know it may be biased right now, but I have Prince as my number one. Uh, Mostly because I love Prince and Prince is amazing and the sweetest and and I got to hold the shoe. Um, But again, you want to talk about fucking legacy when you are the first out of a season and they make an entire runway inspired by you. You got fucking good uh, stability on this program. Yes, yes. Uh, So that's where I'm right at right now. Um, Yeah, I would agree with that. My top three controversial because this person would have been number one but they are now number three uh prince barbecue the macarena if the macarena didn't come back and fuck up so badly she would still be at number one but (laughs) oh my god that run was terrible this year it was so bad yeah exactly i mean i would agree with that i feel like number two for barbecue feels appropriate maybe i'll have to do an entire podcast discussing the first house we'll see one day you should a podcast for the bottoms there it is all right who won the week with the best episode Oh boy, I would say probably honestly, let's go with Lorelai. Like okay, okay. pulling out that look, and I feel as though not maybe necessarily completely lost, but I don't necessarily feel as though she had the most memorable first episode. So to come out and have these this look and to really sell it and to come out with the win, I'll give it to her. I'm going to go with Victoria just because that lip sync. Um, I mean, we're going to see this image for a very long time. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Here we go. We got a Rusgal already next week. Yep. Who will do well? Who is out? Is there any chance it's going to be an opera? <laughs> I'm not sure how likely it is that it's going to be opera. Um. I feel as though... Nikita probably and Tessa are going to be in trouble. Um, And then I think they honestly, so many of them going back to the top of the episode seemed really confident in their dance ability and some of more of that skill set. So I feel as though we could potentially see it go a couple of different ways in terms of the win. Um, I'm curious to see how Pandora will do. I'm a little nervous for Miss Naomi because maybe it's just the preview. I was like, I don't think she has any experience in this. Um, yes, that's a good point too. I I don't really think that's going to be her gig. Am I wrong for wanting like a Flight of the Valkyries moment? Like I, this is what I want from a, a German musical. No, I don't think you're wrong for that at all. Oh my God, that would be so campy. I can't. Um, all right. After two episodes, the winner of the season is... It's Pandora. Okay, okay, okay. I I can go with you on that one. Tell me why. So I think it's Pandora because if we want to talk strictly around just placement and performance in the challenges, and I feel Mm -hmm. as though both Minnie and Maxie, right? Like we're talking about both. Super strong start. Um, I think her style feels really distinct and stands out in a lot of ways overall in the cast. I think that she's very memorable. And then also you were mentioning it before, but the fact that they maybe took an opportunity away from showing her being shady and mean and all of that, when someone said, oh, we didn't know if you were in the top or the bottom, that's giving a certain edit, I feel. So I think it's really starting out with strong potential for Pandora. I am going to say that we are going to have her in the top two, 
but I think her Austrian sister is going to get the win. I do think Metamorkid could could win. I would maybe, be and maybe too. it's because of that conversation earlier. But I, I there's something about Metamorkid that just screams like there's the face of your first winner. Yeah, I I mean I would be very here for that too because I feel like. Metamore Kid is also one of those that's in my universe, like very close, yeah. maybe more of my type of drag and what I like, what I do, all of that. So, I mean, I would I would be very happy with that outcome. A Metamore Kid win and a Pandora 2 or any combination of that, totally happy. And I, again, either of them, um, it, just to have a more alternative style of drag as your first winner, kind of like Belgique, like it's kind of exciting and important for the whole scope of the drag race cinematic universe. It is. And I think it goes back to one of the elements that we've been talking about throughout the recap today. It's just, it also feels very apropos for Germany in a lot of ways and with that culture. Um, and so, yeah, so I think it would also align very well to just be that, that like an alternative-esque queen could take the win right from the very first season. We'll see. All right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, so you can find me as always trolling around the internet. You can find me on Instagram at OG double underscore fag. You can also find me now on Blue Sky, also at OG fag. I was there early, so I got that good username there. No underscores or anything. Uh, those are the primary places. Also, I'm dabbling a little bit more in like streaming. So you mm -hmm. may also be able to find me on the occasional Friday evening popping up with one of my good Judy's Stella Virgin on her Twitch stream. So look out for me popping up here and there on, on uh, Twitch. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure we're going to do it again this season. Yes, always a pleasure. Very happy to talk about this franchise in particular, hoping for more of these really wonderful runways showcasing unique dynamic fashion. So yes, 